Good morning, everyone, and I am Dr. Jacinta C.K., and welcome to the Strategic Ladies Radio Show. We're airing live today, Friday, from 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and 7 p.m. GMT. Also catch us live on BidChat and also on Sirius XM, powered by Genius Music, um, on Sunday, um, Pacific Standard Time. Every week, we provide relationship information and strategy from our guests and from our research. Our show will always give you a generational perspective and real-world opinions. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. My name is Dr. Stella, and we have uh, a guest today and a very important topic. We're going to talk about how to succeed with a difficult past. And we're going to have Leon Honor on our show, who has done a lot of work in that area. And it's going to be good to get a perspective from him because, um, as we know, it's really difficult. So before we get into our topic and some other discussions, Jay, how are you doing Mindful Check? You know what? I'm actually doing really good. I had a wonderful breakfast, so I feel really pumped. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, whenever you feed me, that's always a good thing. So um, I'm feeling really good right now. Um, and you know what's so funny is that I know that you have given up coffee, and I haven't had coffee in a couple of days, and I, I don't know. Like, I, I still feel good, which is, you know, for me, I thought I had this really strong caffeine dependency, but it looks like I'm okay. So I'm feeling yeah. good today. Yeah, you know, and I'm so happy to hear that because you have had, um, you know, everyone, I don't know, the listeners, of course they remember. She's been she's pregnant so she's had a difficult time so it's good that she's starting to, you know it's interesting how the lord works right now she's um feeling better and she's getting ready to deliver <laughs> yeah and and, and and right and you know it's like hour by hour right so I know, I know. Right? it's like this for the rest of the day please all right, all right. Well, we're gonna put out some positive thoughts there that no she will feel good the rest of the pregnancy term and on well, how about you mom how are you feeling you know, I am feeling wonderful. I just left a yoga retreat, and it was actually a faith-based yoga retreat. I was um, I was taken away from um, my um, my things, which I'm used to, and I lived in a um, kind of a dorm situation with a roommate, and we had um, vegan meals. Um, so it was very different for me. Um, I got, you know, I'm never emotional and it brought out emotions and, and some of the difficult pasts that I've had and others. So it was really, really, really uplifting because it shows you how the only way to heal is to open up. And many times we hide that and mask it. Agreed, agreed. So I'm feeling really, really thankful, grateful, blessed. And, and I'm glad that I'm home, though, because I miss my family. I miss Jay and the kids and yeah. Rob. And so I'm just glad I'm back home. But I, I'm grateful. And, and interesting enough, when you experience those things, you end up meeting people in your space 
that speak to those. Like I met some great people on the flight home and, you know, it was, so it was really good. Nice. Yeah. As so a matter of fact, charge and re-energize from your yoga retreat. Right. So it's going to be funny because one of the things I told Jay that after she has a baby, we're going to do this thing that I just heard of. And I didn't know about this on the plane. It's like uh, you simulate jumping from a plane in a, a tube and they have it all. all these. <laughs> yeah, you that sounds really cool. It's like some Na- Na- NASA thing. It's um, was it skydiving, yeah. but you don't really skydive. So yeah. Get, it's like virtual reality in a sense. But right. you're in sleep. But yeah, and they put you in a tube and you actually, the air's blowing you. And, um, yeah, so that's another way of getting rid of difficulties, right? You just, if your, 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 your fear of uh, flying or planes or whatever that might be helping. But anyway, I thought that would be fun. But yeah, it's, it's great to be back to the show. I missed, we missed you last week. We, we had a rerun of a show and, and we, I really missed, uh, opening discussion to you guys because the topic we're talking about so near and dear to everyone. Um, getting through and breakthroughs and how are you going to survive, you know, a difficult past? And, um, you know, it's funny because what happened at this yoga retreat is people really opened up and mm-hmm. talked about things that you, you would never know. And the interesting thing, Jay, you can, under, you can, you, you know, you've had friends and we've all had friends and we deal with our clients that have had painful issues and things, right. but sometimes they don't want to share it. That's true, and, and and I think that it's it's all about creating a safe space where people feel that they're able to tell you stuff without judgmental behavior, and I think that's the most important thing. I think that's what we practice so much, because there's a lot of people that say that they're non-judgmental, but they are judging, whereas we really openly want to see what the problem is so that we can figure out how we can help you work through it and and, and sometimes even just talking about your issue makes you feel better, right? So, you know, we offer advice and, and, and different techniques um, to help people get better through things, but it's a non-judgmental way and, and kind of probing you to see what you feel you could do in order to make yourself feel better as well. I love that you brought that up because it is that non-judgmental trusting space um, that people have to get into. And, and um, you know, there were some real breakthroughs at um, the yoga retreat I attended. And, I, I, you know, it's interesting. I didn't, you know, it's funny how you look at people and you think, oh, they got it so together. I want to be like them. And you look at them and like, oh, my God, look, they they don't show how they really are. Right. And I, and I think, so, don't you believe a lot of that has to do with society that we're, we're taught that we can't really have a, and I was talking to you about this earlier, how, you know, sometimes those ginger rolls where men feel that they can't, you know, we had a recent loss in our family and um, it's been hard because my father-in-law was very dear to our hearts and we had a plan of having him up here um, and he passed right before he came. That horrible um, disease, cancer. But um, with that said, it's it's funny how, you know, my husband's talking about how, you know, he was trying to be strong for his family and I said, you know, I, I hate those gender roles where men feel that they can't openly sometimes express themselves because of the judgment or they feel like they have to be that strong suit for the women, which I, I love that the, that he's that way and protective. But I, I also feel bad that our society makes men feel that they can't sometimes express all that they feel or or or, you know, except behind closed doors. sometimes. Right. And, and that's what it makes you. um 
build up these barriers and then you're not able to openly share. And then, but it's funny, it's, it it doesn't go away. You know, um, it doesn't, um, stop and you have to face it, which, but, but where do you face it? And I think, I think, um, we can talk about that more, you know, with Lynn and talk about, Hey, you know, how do these people get past that? And he has some great stories on how people succeeded and overcame these, these, these things that have happened to you. Because one thing I do know is you're not alone. Everyone, everyone, everyone has, has, a past. has something. Right. I mean, that's what makes us uniquely ourselves too. Right. I mean, all these different things that we go through and everybody handles them differently. Um, and that's what I loved about Lennon is that, um, I was looking at his, his, um, his movie or his, his documentary and, and interviewing all these different people that had different issues and it was succeeded even with that troubled past. It's amazing, um, how people cope and how, um, some of their stories you, you know, you hear about only sometimes the negative where there are a lot of people that have turned that negative into a positive and, and sometimes you need to have somebody that's had your story so that you can break through. Yeah. And you know, what's really interesting too, is a lot of successful people have a difficult past. Yes. So what does, what, what, what drives them past that to be successful? You know, what? Hold, that, hold that thought. That's a good question for Lennon. You guys, we're going to take a quick break. Make sure that you continue to stay with us. You can always call in at 310-928-7733. Again, 310-928-7733. We will be back right after this tune. Spirit man wanting 
In metaphysical, spiritual, and holistic programming, you're listening to InnerLightRadio.com, the healing frequency. Hello, hello everyone, and welcome back to the Strategic Ladies Radio Show. I invite you to join the conversation at 310-928-7733. Again, that's 310-928-7733. We are excited today to bring you our special guest, and his name is Lennon Honor. And Lennon will be talking to us about a very, very, very important subject, and that's how you can succeed with a difficult past. And at the top of the hour, Jay and I were kind of talking about some things that we've all experienced and how people kind of hide behind that. And we're just going to get some, get some really good insights from uh, Lennon. So, Jay, we want to introduce him. He has a great bio yeah, in the background. I'm going to tell you guys a little bit. And, and um, Lennon, of course, you can add on to what, um, but he has such a dynamic <laughs> bio that it's going to be difficult to try to fit it into a couple of sentences. But Lennon um, is a writer, a musician, a video producer, a talk show host, and counselor. Um, he has written two books that are published. One of the first ones was Writings of Our Fathers of the World of Tomorrow, and another one is Deep in the Garden of Consciousness. Very interesting sounding books. Um, and does a lot of empowering lecture series. So, Lennon, you can add more to what you wanted to tell us. I know that what what moved me with you was your documentary, especially the, what some of the stuff that we're going to be talking about today. Yes, yeah. So, yeah, I do, I do uh, documentary work as well. And I think at this point, I think I've written five books. And my wife, she also has a cookbook. Okay. Um, and uh, that's pretty much it. But in the first place, you know, I always tell people that my, my first and my primary responsibility is as a dedicated husband and as a dedicated father. And that is the most important contribution that I've been able to offer to people just uh, for people to see that example. And I think that's an example that many of us need to see. That's amazing. That's amazing. So you said you, your wife, you've already you written, your wife wrote a cookbook, right? Yeah, she has a cookbook. Uh-huh. Okay, great. So, and, and I wonder if that food also helps with how we overcome some of our difficulties. Oh, absolutely. Um, we're vegan. Uh, my wife's, her cookbook is vegetarian, vegan, and raw recipes. But I can say that in my life, uh, she has probably already added about five years onto my life just because of the fact that she cooks healthy meals. Nice. Um, and then on top, and that's just, that's powerful in and of itself. But on top of that, our children have been raised as vegan. So, uh, they get a, they get a jump start on the health, uh, and moving forward. Uh, I can expect them to live healthy lives. And that's very important to us. Yeah. So funny about that you brought that up. I mean, I, this doesn't have a lot to do with our topic, but with the vegan, I was reading something recently that how the vegan meals 
They're saying that it protects you. The blood of the vegan actually protects you more from cancer than people that are carnivores. So I, I do believe it's a, it's definitely a transition if you weren't raised that way. But eventually, hopefully, I'll get to that. Oh, yeah. And it is a process. <laughs> I, I grew up eating everything, you know. And mm-hmm. I think when I was in college, uh, I was about maybe 19. I went vegetarian. And then uh, it wasn't until I was about 27, maybe, I became a vegan. So it's been a process, you know. And, and anyone can go through the process. And the idea is you don't have to become a vegetarian or a vegan. All you got to do is eat healthier. That's it. <laughs> right, right. But, but there is a big association, you, and you've probably experienced it, and so have your children and your wife, how eating those type of meals do help for a healthy mindset as well. Oh, absolutely. So, absolutely. Yeah, 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 it really does make a difference. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about some of the other ventures you're in, like your your uh, production, your film productions. I'd love to hear more of what you're doing in that aspect. Yeah, I've been doing uh, film production, even on YouTube, but documentary work for about a decade now. But the, the my most recent documentary, we just finished it up. Um, let's see. I think we premiered it about three weeks ago. Uh, it's titled um, Beyond Gangster Blackface, a critical analysis of gangster rap. Um, and it was a two year project and there's 12 interview guests and it was the most um, taxing, uh, the most rigorous, the most challenging, the most expensive <laughs> project wow. I've ever done. Wow. Um, but what's uh, come out of it is that um, not only do we deal with music lyrics and the impact that it has on society in general, but the African-American community in particular. But we also deal with issues like male female relationships, family. Um, mm-hmm. domestic violence. And so this particular project is probably uh, my most important work to date. And uh, I'm glad to be uh, finished with it. And I'm glad that we're at a point now where we're sharing it. So so, so tell us a little bit how that affects, because there's a lot of dynamics when it comes to the hip hop culture and, and rap and how it's influencing. At one point, it was mainly African-American communities, but now it's so all-encompassing, right? Uh, it's influencing everyone. How has has that type of um, world or those type of lyrics help? How is it related to or made it difficult for people to arise above, or has it helped people in difficult with difficult past? Uh, I think that it probably have, has helped some people, but I think that overall and in general that it has had a negative effect on people, and mainly because the messaging that's present. Yeah. As programming hasn't been positive. You know, one of the questions I always ask is like, when's the last time I heard a hip hop track that talked about how men should respect women or how we should be dedicated fathers to our children? Agreed. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and w- what we're given is the exact opposite of that, that, that we don't necessarily have to be dedicated uh, fathers, that, you know, we should be the player or we should be the pimp archetype. So we're given like these, especially uh, men, we're males, young males, impressionable boys, we're giving these archetypes to follow. And if you think about it, none of those archetypes are conducive to establishing positive relationships with women or establishing healthy families where a, a man is dedicated to his, his children or a father is dedicated to his children. So on one hand, um, it has impacted people's personal identity, and it also has had an impact on, on uh, women as well in terms of self-esteem. A lot of the, the verbiage in uh, hip hop and in lyrics, lyrics in general, though, too. Uh, is very disrespectful towards women. So that is all, obviously going to have a negative impact on the self-esteem of young girls. But then on the, on the flip side, it has also had an impact on other groups of people's perceptions of African-American people. And that's a big topic that probably needs to be dissected more because that is a huge issue that we continue to face to this day. Other people's perception of us based upon the negative media programming that's out there. 
Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, I know it's interesting that you say um, the negative effects of head. I remember back in the day, and this is a generational perspective, back in the day, the songs that were written by Motown were more love songs about how we love each other and how we want to take care of and how I'm looking for that special girl or that special guy. And, and uh, uh, you know, and now it's gone away from that solo focus on finding that special someone to, okay, let's have thousand relationships and you know i'm a player and all this stuff so you're absolutely right and i think the source of a difficult relationship and difficult past is probably deal it's probably based on relationships right how are we going to have healthy relationships so well and i agree with you too mom because i i and this is another perspective being that i'm in the generation of of now too that i see that the the music is not of quality anymore um, even at, at my age and, and my daughter's younger than me and she's like, she likes, you know, some of my mom's music. And I think it's because of that, because, you know, who uh, anybody with I, I can't say anybody, but I think when you have a sound mind and you know how you should be treated um, and hearing those those words of how it's just um, derogatory judgment on women and and, and horrible context in a lot of these these songs. So I think it does. I mean, I think that it it does definitely play a role in people, especially as um, when you are talking about relationships, people can't, uh, you know, it's kind of like when you hear something over and over, they they take it to heart and start actually emulating it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And that's one of the messages that we try to get through through the documentary is that the repetition is key. Um, as an example, I did an, a critical analysis of, of N.W.A.'s four albums, and, and they're considered to be gangster rap. And four albums of music, there were 553 instances wherein they disrespected women. So mm-hmm. if you can imagine a, a young, impressionable boy listening to that, and let's say he listens to the albums, all four albums, let's say five times or ten times. Well, you, now you multiply that 553 by five times or by ten times. Over time, that's going to have some kind of impact in terms of his psychology and how he perceives women. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. So we have to be very careful. Let me give them a quick story, too. I was at the Sprint store yesterday and they had the radio playing while I was getting, getting some new phones connected, uh, cell phones connected. And uh, I was just sitting back listening to what's on the radio now. And I, I was because I don't listen to the radios. I was shocked because um, I remember even when I was growing up, what was on the radio, there was only so much that people could say and get away with. But now what's being said and what people are getting away with, it's like so far beyond what I grew up listening to. And a lot of what I grew up listening to wasn't necessarily positive, <laughs> you know. So, exactly. So we, so we have young people listening to this stuff and obviously it's going to have an impact. Everything has an impact. Yeah. So so what do you so so you're in your in your um, documentaries, you bring this out, you show this. So what's the next step to the healing or getting past? Because what we're creating is a, um, a, a generation of people that with lack of respect, lack of um, lack of uh, the right judgment, you know, a lot of issues we're creating. What is your goal in these documentaries and what is the next step past getting the awareness there? Yeah, well, the goal ultimately was to give people the intellectual tools needed to critically think about whatever it is that they're listening to, whatever they're reading or whatever they're viewing. So it's not just with music. You can go on any type of media stream. So to think critically about it, you know, to ask critical mm-hmm. questions, how is this impacting me? Is this in my best interest? Is this in my children's best interest? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that was the primary goal. 
And, and ultimately, the idea is to, to, to strike conversation, you know, to get people to start thinking about what it is they're listening to. And then also uh, uh, strategically in the documentary, I wanted to open up some avenues for healing. Um, there is a point in the documentary where uh, Brother Siddiqui Bakari, um, he says the message that I would like to give to the women who see this documentary. And he pauses for a moment and then he says, uh, forgive us. You know, that's a powerful statement for a man to say that, you know, he's opening up an avenue of healing because on one hand, he's he's admitting that, yes, as men, we've done harm unto women. But then also, please forgive us and that we're willing to work and and try to do better. And so in the documentary, we give examples of men who have overcome a lot and who have uh, become outstanding men and who are dedicated husbands and dedicated fathers. So also, you know, to provide that modeling or that archetype, too, uh, that was one of the goals as well. Mm -hmm. So so I like that, the fact that. the healing and the difficult past. So, so one would maybe argue, and I don't know if you've heard this argument that the reason some of the uh, gangster rap and the 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 um, the messaging out there, it, the reason for that is to overcome struggles in in their community. What do you think when people tell you that? Because I've heard people rappers say, you know, we're just trying to make people feel better because they can relate to what I'm saying and what is your message for that? Yeah, well, relating to to pain and suffering is one thing, but providing an avenue of healing or a solution to the to suffering and pain is something totally different. And one of the things that I do not see and I have not seen uh, is examples in rap lyrics when people are actually giving viable solutions to the challenges that people are facing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I'm saying. It's one thing we can talk about all of the problems and we, we most definitely have a lot of problems to deal with. But we also have to have solutions in order and we have to be able to present them in um, the music that we're producing or in the films that we're producing or in the books that we're writing. Um, I have a saying that music and music lyrics have the ability to maintain your reality, to transform your reality or to degrade your reality. And depending on where you're at in your life, if you're listening to negative, toxic mu- music, it will influence your reality and it will, your reality will begin to devolve. However, if you're not in a, a really good position in life and you're listening to powerful and, and inspiring and loving and kind music, that's going to elevate uh, your reality over time. It's like you gave the example of Motown. You can listen to Motown and it's like all these positive stories about African-American men who love African-American women. And it's being stated in a positive way. They're not disrespecting and calling women out of their name. OK, they're speaking to a particular reality. And that re- reality for those of us who are struggling in life, that particular reality gives us hope. And it also can over time help us to transform our lives. So what I'm saying is that it's one thing uh, to be able to present to someone their struggle relationally. OK, I'm talking about my struggle and people can relate to it. Yes, that's fine and great. But does that transform a person's reality for the better? And the answer is no, it doesn't. What transforms a person's reality for the better is providing them with a solution, a clear cut solution that will help them in a system to live a better life. I love that. And I think um, I need to interrupt you, but we do have a caller. Caller, what's your name and where are you from? Greetings. This is Dia Nunez, a.k.a. Radia Nunez. Hi, oh, Lenny. Hey. hey, sis. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing fabulous, but I, I just have to tell you, synchronicity is really a trip because I was interviewing Spirit Halima. Mm. And... I spoke about you and now I, I happen, you know, Jay emailed me and I heard your voice and I was like, well, ain't this something? <laughs> First, I have to say to you, Lennon, I honor I honor you for real. Because you, out of many men that I know in my network, are the only ones who literally stand up for the essence of the divine feminine, mm. the divine masculine. And you bring us together and you shine the light 
on many, many things. And I thank you for that. And I thank you for the work that you've done over the many years to heal people because Right now, we're in a time where everything is coming up from those scorpionic waters, which ironically, you are Scorpio. (laughs) And and you're healing people. And we have a lot of deep wounds that we really need to look at for real, for real. No holds bar. And I thank you for the work that you do because you're healing people on, on many different levels of reality. And we have to look at the essence of the truth. So all of this can come up and be looked at, be confronted and be healed and be faced and things can be renewed again. Because quite frankly, as individuals and as humanity, we're in a place of delusions of grandeur. And there aren't very many men who are literally standing in their truth and fighting for the element of truth and have the bravery to do that. And I thank you for that. And I love you for that, Lennon Honor. And I will be calling you soon so we can have this conversation on the HL Network. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for your kind words. I appreciate it. Thank Thank you. India, it's always great to have you on. You know, it's interesting. I love uh, that you are going to a place of healing. Because I think that's a step that we always miss. We always identify and, and, and we're quick to find a, a problem. We listen to it. We're aware of it. We find the problem, but the next step doesn't happen. And right. particularly in, I think, the the reading that you're talking about in our the way we message it out through our, our entertainment, our music, uh, our, 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 our movies, things like that. So when you're when you're. I love the fact, too, that you mentioned in, in your um, earlier that, you know, these people who have done this are in your documentary apologizing. I love that mm-hmm. yes. because uh, the I'm sorry and the realization of, of, of I'm sorry and the forgiveness piece that people yes. accept is so important in transformation. Absolutely. Absolutely. And let me just speak to that real quick, because the forgiveness part is, is very important, um, especially for men, because we tend to shut down when it comes to being to having those type of intimate conversations when we're asking for forgiveness. And I'm talking about where we really want forgiveness. We, we're really uh, sorry. or we, You know, we want to apologize for the damage that we have done. And a lot of us men, uh, myself included, we've de- we've done damage unto women. Um, a lot of us, we were raised that way. Um, we have been indoctrinated into this notion that that is how you, that there is a way that you are to treat women. Um, and we have to be very careful about that. Like we really have to address that. Um, but the forgiveness piece, the, the, the value of men not only being able to say I'm sorry to women and to the women in their lives, but also to be able to stand up as a man and say and apologize to the men that we may have issues with. That's another dynamic that we need to take a look at, because there is so much within that's going on in the African-American community when we have a young uh, men who do not know how to strategically resolve conflict. And all it would take was one of the men or or hopefully two, but at least one to say, look, I'm sorry about that. And because we're unwilling to to go there, what ends up happening is that the situation uh, uh, turns uh, for the worse. And in some cases, it it ends in what I call premature black boy death, simply because we haven't been able we haven't been taught to, to resolve conflict in a respectful way. And one of the ways that you resolve conflict in a respectful way is you open yourself up as a man and you make sure that you make a commitment to apologizing when you have done someone wrong, whether that is a woman or another man. Very important. And I, yeah. I think people need to learn how to do that in general. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. um, but, I, but I agree. I think that that is one thing we go through this um 
these power plays in, in these communities, especially with young people and especially, you know, in African American, you know, this gang is stronger than that gang. And this, mm. you know, we're, but instead of saying, you know what, let's have some peace here let's work together. and build our community mm-hmm. right. and let's forgive and forget and move mm-hmm. on. And there's a lot of competition within our, our ethnicity. It's really sad. I, you know, instead of coming together and uniting, we have this sometimes this thing where, you know, we, in a sense, call it like the, I call it the one up, you know, um, you know, it's not, it's instead of building and uniting together, we always are either trying to put someone down in our community or, um, and it's just a sad thing. I just, I, I it's something that we need to definitely work on. But Lynn, um, Lynn, I had a question for you. Have you seen any successful stories or, or, or have you know in your in your practice has have you seen any successful stories? Uh, with respects to. With respects to the work that you're doing, in the sense of some of the people that that you've talked to and you said you've helped get through, you know. Oh the, yes. Yeah. Yes. Um. You know. Um. I, I do personal consultation with people, and one of the main topics we address is male-female relationships, and uh, one of the 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 themes are the kind of patterns that I've I've noticed over the years is um women who have given up on the notion or the idea that they can be in a positive relationship with the man. Right. Um, and there's a lot of women and, and it hurts my heart because there are good men out there. Like I, I talk with them and I've done consultations with them and they're, they're they want to be dedicated husbands and fathers. Um, and it's difficult. I know it's difficult for people, especially if you come from a background where you didn't see positive relationships or maybe you have a lot of, of trauma associated with, with negative relationships in the past. Um, but one, one of the, um, uh, one of the beautiful stories, um, is a young woman who, um, when I met her uh, and started to talk with her, she had given up on the notion of being in a positive relationship. And, uh, she had, um, baby fathers who she struggled with and she was in a very difficult financial situation because they weren't helping her out. Uh, and, and at a certain point, uh, it had gotten so bad for her, uh, that she reached out to me and she said, look, I just need someone to talk to. And so I began to talk with her. And I think it was like over six months. We just began to talk about her childhood experiences, but then also a lot of the the, uh, uh, traumas that she experienced as a child and then some of the challenges that she was experiencing um, as an adult. And what began to happen was her mental outlook, because at the end of the day, it's about how we see things and what we see to be possible. Her mental outlook began to change. And I think that after about a year and a half, um, she got into a relationship and we went through this whole process of of really being clear about what type of relationship she wanted to be and what kind of man that she wanted to be in 25 internal qualities in terms of character. Very important. And then, of course, 25 uh, physical characteristics, even though that's that's external, it's still something that a person should consider because you do need to be attracted to the person physically as Mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. And what ended up happening was she got into a relationship and she's been and it's been a positive relationship and she's been in a, a positive relationship now for over four years. And the young man that she's been dealing with, he has functioned as a dedicated father to, to her own three children. See, that's yes. a that's a beautiful that's story. That is beautiful, a beautiful, story. beautiful, beautiful. So, um, yeah. And I think, you know, it's so many different um There's so many different conditions and traumas, as you put it, that cause 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 conflict in relationships. And 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 it's interesting that this whole hip hop culture has added on to this by talking and negative talk, negative negative chatter. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah. So um, it's good that we are working on, Okay, we know what the problem is. Let's make some solutions. So in your work, have you seen any um, any people like. 
uh, do you think the lyrics are going to start sounding more positive or uh, the movies are going to portray people in, uh, in especially in the African culture African African American culture more positively or do you see it it staying the same and what what is the evolution that you see in the future yeah, well, the thing is this, that, that um, I'm of the mindset, and my wife, too, we both agree that we don't expect media, and we shouldn't expect, um, let's say, mass media. Um, you can find, like, shows here on Interlight Radio. You can find certain blog talk radio shows, something, you, certain YouTube pages um, where there's a positive messages. There's positive messages that are going to actually impact uh, people in a positive way. But for the most part, like, we don't have this expectation of the system itself changing to such a degree anytime soon to where we can put our children in front of the television and be comfortable with it. <laughs> or, we, or we can put our children in front of the Internet and just walk away and be comfortable. So we, we're very careful. We screen things, and we're, we're, we've had conversations, intellectual conversations with our children and, and talked about what is appropriate and what is inappropriate. If you ever get on to something and you know that it's inappropriate, you gotta, you got to get off of it and you let daddy know, you let mommy know. So we already trained our children intellectually. But the point that I want to get to is that um, at the end of the day, what we really need is examples. We need archetypes. We need role models that can be displayed to the masses of what it looks, what a male, a positive male female relationship looks like, what a healthy family looks like. What, is, what does it look like for a, a father to take care of his son, for a father to take care of his daughter, for a mother to take care of her, her children? Um, in, in other words, that I think it's up to the people because nowadays we have uh, people all over the world who can actually create their own content. It doesn't have to be on television. It doesn't necessarily have to be on the, the broadcast radio. You can go to Interlight Radio. You can set up your own YouTube page. You know, you can even on your own Facebook page. There's a lot that we can do to set examples as opposed to expecting the entertainment industry to change or more drastically to where in we can feel comfortable with the type of programming that's out there that they're they're pushing. So part of what I'm saying is uh, that what you guys are doing is part of the transformation. Uh, what my wife and I, what we're doing on our Facebook, our YouTube page, so forth and so on, that's part of the transformation. Um, of course, uh, Interlight Radio, what it's been doing for uh, many, many years now, is part of the transformation. So what I'm saying is I think that it takes people um, who have a desire to put forth the positive messaging, but also to provide living examples of what's possible. Um, for us to step up and, and put ourselves out there, uh, you know, through the Internet or what have you and provide examples for people to follow. That's the most important thing to provide the examples. Yeah, I love that. I love the, yeah. the role model because, as you know, people model the behavior of whoever is leading them. Right. That's, that's right. So having role models and mentors, I think our community and all communities need mentors that are going to support and, and show what that looks like. Because I think another problem, and, and you, and Jay, you can comment, and, and so can you, uh, Lennon. Do you think that we don't have enough mentors in our community, our role models that are, are, are reachable for people I, to draw, to find? I, I agree. I think it's very hard for, especially in the generation now. I look at my, my daughter and she's like, I mean, she's even realizing this. She's, um, 14 and she's seeing that there's you know finding those positive role models she was saying that the other day just some of the things that kids at her school say um she's like gosh mom it's hard to find people that are what she considers somewhat normal um mm. because she thinks that some of the secular stuff and and the things that are are going on that people call each other out of names and are so negative and, and so greedy for money um not a normal stance because that's not what we preach in our household so it's 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 a uh, that is an interesting question. Yeah, most definitely. And I, you brought up the, the calling out people out of the name. I just want to bring something else up, too, because um, in my childhood, that was something that we did as children within our household. We would call each other names and we talk about that in the documentary, too. So when we talk about um, 
traumas um, and disrespecting each other verbally. Uh, that is something that uh, we 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 did when we were growing up. But the but over time, I recognized how harmful that was. And not only did I make a, I made an assertive effort not to do that um, to even as an adult, because there's adults who still do that. Um, right. But also in my own household, it's something that we don't tolerate. My wife and I, we don't tolerate that amongst our children. And so, in essence, what we're doing is is we're providing them um, with guidelines in terms of how we should treat each other. And calling each other out of e- each other's name or being abusive verbally, that's something that we simply do not do. Um, and it's interesting because to a great degree, um, hip-hop is rooted in what is called playing the dozens. And playing the dozens is precisely that. Um, the disrespect of each other verbally. And it's something that we definitely need to take a critical look at because it damages us on so many different levels. And it also damages the manner in which males and females interact with each other. You know, I, I absolutely, absolutely agree. And I and I see that with my daughter, how how her positive messaging and her positive conversations with her children only develop them to be more positive and have a positive image of themselves. Mm. And I think, you know, we talk all about all different types of trauma, but I, but I think the messaging on verbal trauma and how that affects people is huge. Mm. Um, you know, and I think that that's an area of, 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 um, not, not only research, but an area of, of healing that we need to work on with people that, um, that verbal trauma that people experience and, and you know we think of it in big degree we think of it in large doses like okay like um verbally abusive but um those small words can well, co- over a period of time can cause as much problems well i just know and thank you mom for the compliment but sh- i i've learned from the best you know there's there's certain things that like um that i you know like lynn and like you were saying we just don't tolerate you know we play with each other and we're very silly but there's nobody that's going to say you're dumb. You're so mm. dumb. Stuff like that won't be said because I feel that even though the child may not be, if they constantly hear that, that they're already getting sometimes that those negative images at school. So if you if you keep, you know, your 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 mind is a sponge and you start adapting to things that you hear. My mom was never that parent that would. She always, if anything, she made me feel like I was the smartest person in the world. <laughs> so, you know, I'd rather give them an overhyped version of who they are so that when they come into the real world and they're experiencing these negative things, that they still have enough confidence and self-esteem that they're successful. Yeah. And I think that's very important to start that in the home so that they can continue that trait when they have children and not this negative connotation, especially with African-Americans that is perceived in media. Um, where, you know, there's so many of us that are, that are not that way. You know, it's just, it's, it's like that focus group that they want to keep drilling in. Um, and I've had these arguments in mass media when I was in college with professors and I'm like, you know, your, <laughs> your statistics are wrong because I know several families that don't act this way. You're watching something. <laughs> on <YouTube. laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know, um, they're skewed and they're skewed toward what you want to believe. Yeah. And, and, and those self images, I was at a yoga retreat just recently and it's amazing how so many people that look like they had it totally together when they were brought, they became vulnerable. They shared it was very emotional. And all of these people, a lot of what stemmed from their problems is the words 
the verbal abuse that they had from their parents, from their school teachers, from people around them, that no one was there. There was no role model to intercept. There was no mentor to help them through that. And so and, and it's like a continual cycle, right? That cycle of behavior doesn't change unless people know how to change it. So it's um, it's important. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing uh, uh, beyond um, the video uh, or the documentary. What else are you doing? Tell us, share with the audience some of the other things you're doing. Yeah, well, of course, uh, we have a YouTube page and we, we post content there um, from time to time. Uh, we plan on doing more on YouTube and once we move. We're actually going to be moving uh, to Utah in two months. And that's kind of like the big thing for us. <laughs> the, the next wow. big thing for us. Um, and I just want to let you all moving from California. Yeah, yeah, we're in Hemet now, and uh, okay. we're in a we're in a neighborhood that over we've been here for about eight years. When we first moved here, it was okay, but it's gotten worse. It's deteriorated um, to the point where it's no longer safe. So we've been uh, seeking to move now for I think it's been about eight months, and we have a home. It's a beautiful home. It's like um, uh, three times the size of the house that we're at and, uh, now. Uh, we'll be paying the same amount of rent, and it's in a peaceful neighborhood. Ridiculous. Okay. Uh, so it's it's just a, um, our main focus now uh, moving forward is well, there's two things. One is is to, uh, you know, move, of course, and it's going to be a, a, a true blessing. It's already been a blessing. But once we get there, our family will be so blessed to be in a peaceful environment. Yeah. Um, that's the other thing I just want to say that um, one of the important messages that my wife and I, we try to bring is that regardless of where you live, uh, regardless of your own personal struggles, regardless of, let's say, your uh, career situation or even your financial situation, that you can still raise a loving family. <laughs> OK, you you can't. It, it, it takes uh, commitment and dedication and sacrifice. And my wife and I were living proof of this. And on top of creating a loving family, we're also in a, a positive relationship. We've been together now for 16 years, um, been married for 14 years. No arguing, no fussing, no fighting, none of that stuff, no cheating, none of that stuff. She's my best friend. You know, she's like my sister. My mama treats her like her, her daughter. OK. <laughs> Right. Um, so even in the midst of our struggles, we've been able to create all this and anyone can. And so now we're going to be able to be blessed with a situation where not only the internal part of our home is positive and loving, but also the external part will be more reflective of that. So that's a true blessing in and of itself. So that's one of the major things that's coming up down the horizon. And the other thing is that for the documentary, um, we're very close to having DVDs duplicated. Um, we've already premiered the film online. And then once we have the DVDs duplicated, we'll start shipping uh, orders out uh, for people who've already pre-ordered the DVD. So these are like the two major things that are coming up uh, down the line. Right. But let, let everyone know where they can get those, because um, it, it will be a true resource. And, and we can also share that with people that we run into, because, um, you know, it's always good to hear. Bring that reality forth. And open up that dialogue. And, and so to have those tools to do that and um, and and getting being there in, in, in the DVD and seeing it is, is a helpful message for others. So where can they find out more about you and what you're doing and how to get in touch with you? And when are you moving to Utah? Is it soon? Yeah, two months. We're on a two month oh. countdown. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what part? Utah. What part of Utah? I've um, been yeah, uh, it's either East or South Jordan, one of the two. I, okay, I keep getting, okay. Yeah. yeah, Utah's a nice state. And, you know, there's a film festival there. So I'll put out positive vibes that you get to maybe do in the film festival. Well, you know, I, you know, I really I, I really enjoyed that documentary. And and we're going to have to have um, Lennon on again so that we can talk dive deeper into the documentary, because I I feel that. um there's a lot of positivity that I found that even though that those people had or had negative 
experiences, the the positive nature that they displayed is what needs to be heard. Because I think that sometimes the way that society portrays, of course, they had trouble past and it's negative, but we need to teach people how they can overcome. That's because right. there's so many people that have all of us have a past. Right. Um, and at some point we go through trials, some people worse than others. But it's about learning how to, especially in um, in our ethnicity, how to overcome so that you can be successful. Um, and I just thought that that documentary was so strong that I think that later on we definitely have to dive more into that another show. Yeah, absolutely. And and people, if you want to see the streaming version of the documentary online, you can go to Beyond Gangster Blackface dot VHX dot TV. So Beyond Gangster Blackface dot VHX dot TV. Um, and then we also have a website for the documentary, BeyondGangsterBlackface.com. And the brother who put that together is Brother Saladin Assad. I just want to give a shout out to him because he's been very instrumental with finalizing this project. Um, and then, of course, my website is LennonHonor.com. Uh, you can get information about what I do and, and all the different videos. And then, of course, we're on YouTube under Lennon Honor as well. I want to just mention, too, real quickly, um, one of the things that my wife and I, we plan on doing, because we've been doing an ongoing show titled Positive Relationships on YouTube, uh, we answer people's questions about relationships and we talk about our relationship and relationship struggles that people have and all that kind of stuff. Um, we're thinking about actually turning the YouTube to a more family oriented uh, show where not only do we do positive relationships, that show, that video st uh, stream, but also to in incorporate our children. And, you know, some of our children have different skill sets and different talents and, and kind of uh, presenting more of the family dynamic to people. So that's something I think people can look forward to. And, and we may we may start that before we move. But. Uh, if not, uh, before we move, we'll most definitely once we are settled in, uh, we'll, we're going to be making that transition and we'll have a lot more positive content on the YouTube page as well. You know, I love that you're bringing the family into it because I always say you can learn from your children. Right? Oh, yes. There are the eyes. Uh, there are eyes sometimes and they see things and and they can bring it to your attention very quickly. So getting them involved in the process, it just oh, it's just an it's just wonderful because. Um, they can definitely help create change and, and open up things you don't necessarily see. You know, oh, God, yeah. God created them with a pure heart and for them to be able to open up and tell us things that we miss as adults based on some of the, the chatter that we hear and some of the influences we hear. It's a great thing. So I, I'd love to hear that. So, I'd love to hear that too because we kind of do that too. We have a YouTube channel where we share some family things as well. And I think it's good because I think that a lot of people wonder, you know, a question my mom and I always get is, how do you guys work together and how are you so close? And for us, it's just natural. And my kids are the same way. And it sounds like, Lynn, and you guys have that same connection. Like, my husband's my best friend as well. So no arguing, no fussing and fighting. That's, to me, what a, a relationship, you know, of course, everybody has their issues, but it shouldn't be so difficult. Uh, so it's it's beautiful to see that you're you know, you're so happy and you're involving the family and it's good to show those positive stories instead of sometimes what we see on TV, all of the, the mm -hmm. angry and the, the evil. We're putting so much negativity out on media that we need some people that are positive. So Absolutely. that's awesome. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, these learned behaviors. So we're going to definitely have him back on the show. We're going to definitely have you back on the show. And maybe to Jay's point, we'll dive a little bit deeper into some of the, the messages um, in the video and steps toward change. Because, again, it's one thing to get the awareness out there. But, you know, people, some people don't know how to that next step. Or how to how do I move to this next step or how can we? And I think those are the things that need to be addressed. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, I've really enjoyed the both. Y'all are both awesome. I, I've been doing radio mm-hmm. interviews for about a decade and I, I ran my own radio show for about four years. And I can tell y'all that you guys have wonderful. Well, you guys, I can tell y'all, you raised your daughter right and y'all got a lot of love there. I can sense it. Okay. <laughs> uh, but y'all are doing a fantastic job and uh, I, I'm looking forward to coming back and talking with y'all very, very soon. We can't yeah. wait. No, but we're probably going to have to do two shows because we're going to have to do a show later with you and your wife with the vegan because I want to know how to transition. <laughs> that. <laughs> prayers and and yeah. positive vibes because yeah. <laughs> well it's all about i i find it's all about immersion mm. you have to be immersed into it for a period of time and then the change the change but look where can you get a copy of the book tell the listeners yeah. where they can get a copy oh, of yes the yes so um on the website lindenhonor.com um, you can go to, I think it says a link there that says products or it says books, but I think in the navigation bar it says products. Uh, and then, uh, there should be a link that says books and all of our books are listed there. I should mention too, uh, my wife, she does her own beaded jewelry as well. Uh, so she has her own online business and you can go to aidahonor.com uh, to check out all of her jewelry work. And that's A-Y-I-D-A, honor, H-O-N-O-R.com. I love it. Well, thank you so much. Leonard for being on. It's, 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 a, it's a blessing for us because to hear um, any man, uh, but also especially a strong black man, a family man, um, a entrepreneur, a person that's giving back to the community. It's, it's just a blessing to have you in uh, our lives and and to create change and move our, our communities further. Oh, well, thank you for the kind words. And I really enjoy talking with y'all. We could talk for five, about five or six more hours. Thank you so yeah. much. <laughs> we'll get you back on. Be ready. Maybe. Okay. Okay. You're ready. Thank you so much for being on. You're wonderful. Oh, you, y'all too. Y'all take care. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Uh-huh. What a blessing. I mean, you know, really, I mean, I, I've enjoyed so many people that we've had on the show, but I, I will say that, um, what I loved about, Lennon is his positivity to sh- that he's he really is you know I've always loved a family person a person that um and and to see the beautiful how positively he speaks of his wife and his children I think is is something powerful and and needs to be you know cherished I think that we don't cherish sometimes the positivity that people share about family yeah and it was yeah. just so uh, it was a very enlightening experience but again we definitely mom have to have him on again because the his documentaries are well i think um, yeah i think we may continue this on to next week and talk about a little bit more about that because we just touched the surface of of who he is what he does but not diving deeper into how can we not only bring awareness but how can we heal how can we as men and women in in this hip-hop generation heal and move forward in the future and he has those answers i mean he talked about that success story and a woman that he was coaching and how she you know just wanted someone to talk to and now she's got a a beautiful relationship with a a man and who is also accepted her children and that's possible i think there's those self-limiting thoughts we have as people i can't do this because or you know are things that really can help people move to the next step so i guess we would definitely have him on we'll talk about it listeners so we'll we'll announce very early when his availability is and maybe we can continue part two of this discussion beautiful so and in closing we always leave with a mindful thought and and uh, jay is our intuitive 
uh, person and, and we want her to be able to share a word or a thought or something we should leave and really meditate on and put in our hearts and souls. Uh, what, how are we going to transform all that we heard today into reality? So Jay, what, what is a word or a thought you think we could use to, to move and pray that people move forward to the next step? You know, I think that the, the idea of what I've gotten from our, our talk today is that um, sometimes we're not cherishing the positivity that is around us. And, and, and Lennon brought up some great, great um, points today in that, you know, there's, there's so many times, I mean, I, I look at all of the positive, even amongst all the, the negative things that are going on in the world, his, his one tri- tried and true thing that he consistently brought up was family. And his, his main goal, like ourselves, is um, him being a, a husband and a father. And I thought that was beautiful. So it seems to me that cherishing the positive people and the, the people around you is something we should, should take time to meditate on. You know, there's so much going on right now in the world. And if we focus only on negativity, we can't grow. So today, if you guys have about five to ten minutes, wherever you are, of course, pull over <laughs> and just take time to think about the people that you cherish and how they are actually enlightening your life. I love that because one of the things and, and, and you know, um, if you are driving, pull over, park into a park and take a walk. Mindfulness is about being present in the moment. You don't have to be in a beautiful space. You can create that space as you get into the practice of mindfulness anywhere you go. So pull over, park, take a walk, and think about those people you cherish. To Jacinta's point, those people you identify are your role models, are your mentors, are those people that support you, are the people that heal you, are the people that help transform you. So take some time to do that, Jay. I think that's wonderful, Jay. You know, the the cherishing cherishing those ones that are so important to you because you can learn from those. Or maybe it might be a a person uh, that you don't even know, right? You know that can do the same for your lives. So I encourage you to do that. Thank you so much for being on our show. Jay, you want to tell them how to get in touch with us? You guys always feel free to go to www.strategicladies.com. You'll get more information about the guests that we've had on. And, and if you missed um, the show, any show that you want to catch up on, our iTunes um, podcast is available on there. Also, you can go to Strategic Ladies um, uh, hashtag, or hashtag, uh, hashtag us on Instagram. Look us up on Instagram, Twitter. It's all Strategic Ladies. Um, like us on Facebook. And you can always write W-R-I-T-E, the number two, at strategicladies.com. We're here every Friday, so we look forward to hearing more from you guys. And thank you so much for being a part of this show today. I hope you have a wonderful weekend, and we will see you soon. Blessings. Bye.
For the best in metaphysical, spiritual, and holistic programming, you're listening to InnerLightRadio.com, the healing frequency.